You're listening to the free preview episode of On Belief, a podcast about cults by Karen Geyer. To hear the entire episode, go to patreon.com forward slash Karen Geyer, K-A-R-E-N-G-E-I-E-R, and sign up. It's only $5 for the entire series. This is On Belief, a podcast about cults by Karen Geyer. Season 2, Episode 3, Munchausen by Proxy. She's got paraplegia, epilepsy, heart murmur, and she's allergic to sugar. Everything I do, I do for her. My mom is my best friend. All she wants to do is keep me safe. Gypsy! Have you been able to confirm the girl's medical history? Which part? Any of it. That's what being a mom is, never being sure you're doing the right thing, but doing it anyway. I'm with the Children's Division of Missouri Social Services. Oh, no. Open. <coughs> Gypsy's got the mind of a seven-year-old. How old are you? Oh, she's 15, born in 1995. I thought you said I was born in 1993. I'm just going to ask you a few questions, all right? Can you read? Do you love me? That is the trailer for the Hulu television production, The Act, which is based on a real life story of Gypsy Rose and Dee Dee Blanchard, which is one of the most popular media portrayals of Munchausen by proxy. Coercive control doesn't just happen in groups like cults. It also happens in controlling relationships, and it also happens in what we're talking about today, a condition called Munchausen by proxy. Munchausen by proxy is having a bit of a media moment. It was in the show Sharp Objects. It was featured in the movie Mommy Dead and Dearest, and in the fictionalized portrayal of that story that you just heard called The Act. Today I'll be discussing Munchausen by proxy with Dr. Mark Feldman, author of Dying to be Ill, True Stories of Medical Deception, and later we'll be talking to a woman who survived Munchausen by proxy, named Judy Tinkin. Welcome, Dr. Feldman. Dr. Feldman, can you explain what Munchausen by proxy is, and if we should be calling it that? Yeah, there are really a ton of different terms that are used for what most people call Munchausen by proxy. So it's not at all surprising that people struggle to come up with the term that seems to make the most sense at the moment. But basically, Munchausen by proxy or medical child abuse, as we tend to call it in the court system, is when a perpetrator, and it's almost always a mother, either feigns exaggerates or induces illness, and it can be medical or it could be psychological, in her child in order to gain some sort of emotional gratification for herself. She presents the child typically to others as having some obscure illness or some very severe illness, but her whole goal in most cases is to get attention and sympathy and care for herself. The child becomes her object that she manipulates 
to meet her own needs that she feels unable to get in any other way. So it is a, definitely a form of abuse. It can involve neglect. Uh, it usually involves going to doctors, but it doesn't always. If a mother is able to get the attention she craves from her community, such as a church congregation, or from family and friends, she may not take the child for medical treatment at all. But in the end, what really matters to her is being viewed as the heroic caregiver for a desperately ill child whose diagnosis is eluding detection. What is the profile for a Munchausen perpetrator? Well, you know, we've really stepped back from looking at profiles in favor of looking at behaviors. It used to be that in the field, people would say if the mother had too much of an interest in her child's health or wanted too many tests, she must be a Munchausen by proxy perpetrator. But that's kind of in the eye of the beholder. We now focus more on behaviors that are objective and that can be confirmed. But a few things that are true is they very often have histories of making themselves sick or lying about illness in themselves. And then when they have a child, they're in essence extending it to the next generation. Others are in nursing or other kinds of healthcare positions, often that they didn't complete. So they may have gone to some nursing school but didn't finish, or they may be respiratory therapists or physical therapists. Rarely they're doctors, believe it or not. And they probably drift towards those fields because they have a pre-existing interest in medical matters and it reaches its full bloom, its full expression in the Munchausen by proxy behaviors. A significant proportion of them are also depressed and that may play a role in why they do what they do. And in some cases, if we can treat the depression effectively, the mother no longer feels the same impetus to harm her child that she did before. But that's, I would be wary of assuming that just because she's depressed, treatment of the depression will stop the abusive behavior. What do we know about what causes Munchausen by proxy? Well, it travels in families, not because of any genetic component, but because people learn from their parents. And so if they were victims of Munchausen by proxy, they may be more likely to become perpetrators of Munchausen by proxy. Uh, if they grew up in a household dominated by what we call health hysteria, they may assume that that's how families operate and behave in the same way toward their own children. Uh, many of them claim to have been abused or victimized in other ways. It's always hard to know what's true, though, if because sometimes, well, these patients sometimes lie a lot. And so I don't want to discount the experience of people who have been authentically abused in some way, sexual, physical, emotional, or been neglected. But sometimes some of these patients offer that as a kind of flippant explanation for behavior that 
really had nothing to do with with those factors. There may not have been any abuse in childhood. And I've had some perpetrators come to me and say, I had a really good childhood, so how did I end up this way? And those are people that we can sometimes work with effectively psychotherapeutically because they're admitting to their behavior. They're admitting that they are perpetrators. It's estimated that there's about a thousand cases per year of Munchausen by proxy in the United States, and that puts it in the rare category. Is that true? That is correct. It's based on some British data, but it seems to be our best estimate. There are about three million reports of suspected child abuse each year in the United States, and only about a thousand of them involve Munchausen by proxy. But I would say it's probably not rare. It's just that we don't detect it. You know, it's it's based in deceit. And if somebody is crafty and knows how to talk to doctors or deals with doctors who are really rushed and don't have the time to look at past medical records, um, the doctors may fall for it and never, ever identify it as a case of abuse. So I think we're missing the vast majority of Munchausen by proxy cases. So I refer to it as unusual, certainly, but not rare. How is Munchausen by proxy different from malingering? Well, you know, the two can overlap, but in malingering, a person either makes themselves sick or claims illness or does it to their child because they're looking for some sort of tangible gain. And that might be disability payments, opioid medications for pain. It may involve things like evading criminal prosecution. It's something where if you malingering means that if you look at the situation, the totality of the situation, you can usually identify some factor that it helps explain why the parent is doing what she's doing. Whereas in Munchausen by proxy, you have to look at unconscious and conscious subtle factors because while they may get money from GoFundMe accounts and uh, have their child placed on disability status with monthly payments to the mother, um, many of them um, have no goal other than to attract attention and sympathy and care and concern. So do perpetrators know that they're doing this? Are they aware what they're doing is abuse? That's a really key question, and a lot of people get confused about that. And in individual cases, it varies a little bit. But overall, I'd have to say that the vast majority of these mothers are aware of what they're doing. Often you can see that there's been considerable planning to mislead doctors and others, to bring syringes into hospitals, to poison the child, to suffocate the child, that things that couldn't happen outside a person's awareness and planning. So I have to answer that the, the majority of these mothers know exactly what they're doing and choose to do it anyway. Now, they may not know why they're doing it, and that's a key difference. They may have very limited insight in general, but especially limited insight when it comes to why they're engaged in abusive behaviors. They just know that they feel this uh, urge to do it and carry it out rather than 
go into therapy and try to figure out why those urges are the way they are. Have you seen the recent media portrayals of Munchausen by proxy, you know, from Sharp Objects or Mummy Dead and Dearest or The Act? And if so, what are they getting right? Yes, I've seen all of them because I thought it was important for me to do so and I was naturally interested. I think Mommy Dead and Dearest was closest to the truth because it was a fact-based documentary. I happen to have been in that documentary and learned a lot about the case as a result of that. Sharp Objects presented sort of a mixed bag. The story wasn't so much about Munchausen by proxy as by other things, as about other things, but they were, it was brilliantly acted. And some people became aware of Munchausen by proxy through the mother's poisoning of her children, including adult children, which can happen in these cases. The act though it's been criticized because it was dramatized, actually sticks to the truth a whole lot. One can quibble with certain aspects of the story, but basically the major events are all true as they occurred. And so someone who watches just the act will have a very good idea of what Munchausen by proxy is and what the facts were that emerged in the case of Gypsy Rose Blanchard and her mother, Dee Dee. That case got more attention than any other because it involved a murder. And I hate to be cynical, but the media can be cynical and only develop profound interest when there's a death. Um, And Dee Dee did die. She was murdered in the real case. And I've never seen an explosion of media and phone calls to me as I saw uh, after that case. We're in a moment now where Munchausen by proxy is, for lack of a better word, hot. People view it as an almost sexy topic to cover in fictional and true crime depictions. And I'm not sure of all the reasons for that, but I think the Blanchard case is very central. But it's going on. There's a new um, show called The Politician that's going to start airing in a week or two on Netflix that also involves a Munchausen by proxy subplot. And uh, many people have asked me, why now and why Munchausen by proxy? And I'm still searching for the answer. To unlock the rest of this episode, visit patreon.com forward slash K-A-R-E-N-G-E-I-E-R. It's only $5 to unlock over 20 hours of content.